Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group. I'm chatting with former Energy and Air Force CIO John Gilligan of the Gilligan Group. How's it going, John? I'm doing well, Eric. How are you doing? I'm fine, too. What are the major challenges you see agencies and departments facing in securing their IT systems and data? One of our biggest challenges is the fact that we have not been treating security as an integral part of the operations and management of our systems and network. Despite the, the long time recognition that security needs to be built in, we still have a tendency to treat security as an adjunct, as an add-on. So let me give you an example. In the Air Force, we attacked the security in our infrastructure, but we did it as, a, as an integral part of how we were addressing the need for better discipline in the management of our systems and networks. Out of that grew what eventually became the Federal Desktop Core Configuration, which in one sense is actually very much focused on trying to improve security, but the operational benefits in terms of reduced cost of ownership, the reduced purchase price, improved operational availability are very, very significant. And in fact, you would do these things if only to get the operational benefits, but there's also pretty significant security benefits. And, and so often what we do in security is seems to be very focused just on security, and what we end up doing is sort of putting band-aids on fundamental weaknesses that really need to be addressed in terms of additional discipline additional rigor. That's the one that I would focus on maybe first. It has enormous benefits and it's sort of foundational. What you end up out of that type of emphasis on more discipline and how you operate and maintain your systems and and networks as kind of a well-managed infrastructure against which you can then begin to ad address the more sophisticated type of security issues and concerns. Obviously, you need to move into that arena because well-managed infrastructure does not in and of itself make you secure, but my assertion would be it lets you have the opportunity to really uh, have a chance to start to uh, address some of the more sophisticated threats uh, because you've sort of dampened out the obvious errors and flaws and misconfigurations, for example just lack of discipline and, and how uh, systems are added to your network, et cetera, that become just gaping security uh, vulnerabilities. With core configuration, do you see it expanding beyond desktops and how so? In the Cybersecurity Commission report, our recommendation is that all software and hardware should be configured against, you know, we'll call it a locked down configuration that removes features that are not necessary for operation, that enables the security controls that one would normally expect in an environment, and that those hardware and software configurations are, if you will, pre-installed before the systems are, are put in operation, and that there are automated tools to ensure that those configurations are maintained. So the, the desktop and the server was really just the first step. I give credit to my successor. They had to uh, put in place a governance process whereby they rolled out this lockdown configuration for desktops and servers that they were also testing all of the applications to see what applications now had problems in operating correctly against this new configuration. And the discipline part of it was then going to the commercial providers of those applications or in some cases the in-house providers and requiring that they 
fix their systems so that they didn't depend on features that were now no longer enabled in the lockdown configuration. Once you start to get that type of discipline in process, then you're many steps down the road to taking on the databases and the other um, software and hardware elements because you now start to have a governance process and also an expectation that we will, in the environment, say it's a government organization like the Air Force, this is how we're going to do business. And it is not acceptable that you unilaterally will develop or assume that applications will be able to be supported in features that would introduce security vulnerabilities. What challenges do you see within government in getting this accomplished? I think there's a couple of challenges. One is just the will to do it. The back pressure is cultural, very strong, and I saw it within the Air Force and those uh, that I've talked to and other um, government organizations as they have rolled out the federal desktop core configuration, is that there is a culture within our IT community that says it is preferable and beneficial to let individual organizations be able to do their own configuration. There's some benefit out of this. As you tighten down discipline and remove the flexibility from individual organizations to be able to modify their configurations, there's a lot of resistance. So that is the biggest challenge by far, is just getting past the what has been kind of the prevailing culture with regard to information technology, which is kind of grown up out of the client-server technology. The term personal computer is more than a description of a particular brand of machine, but it's really how people think of it. It's my computer, mine or my organizations, and no one outside will tell me how to operate. In the Air Force, I think the contrast would be, or other parts of the Department of Defense, there's nothing else that is so essential to the mission that we delegate to each organization to, you know, you just do it, you know, and you configure your systems, you operate and maintain them according to your local prerogatives and customs. I mean, we don't do that because the consequences are significantly increased cost, but more importantly, often there's an operational impact and a failure to be able to support the mission. In IT, there's a need to begin to change the fundamental culture, and I think that's the biggest challenge. Is this something that can be handled by OMB, or is this something that needs to have a higher type of leadership? I think OMB is in a good position to provide much of the stimulus for this. I think as there's kind of a lot of discussion now about what's the role of the White House in this, I think having someone visible and strong and respected in the White House who would be able to articulate these needs. This is necessary that we move in these directions because our fundamental economic and national security depend on it. it helps us get past some of the cultural resistance that it's not just a government bureaucrat to another another government bureaucrat with, I got another good idea. The objective is not just our government systems. We need to do exactly the same across our industries, state and local government. So federal government is not just the only objective. Candidly, this really is a national issue, although you can certainly start and lead by example at the federal government level. That's former Energy and Air Force CIO John Gilligan. We'll hear more from John in another podcast. In that chat, he'll discuss the importance of 20 critical security controls and how red team assaults can help secure government IT. For the Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.